my God. This isn't the civil rights movement, Hannah. It's me. It's just me getting head in some sterile hotel room in Rhode Island. So larger significance is just lost on you. You just don't even. What larger significance? The power imbalance. You know what? I haven't been offered a beverage, so I think I'm going to get myself one. The part where she looks like a Victoria's Secret model and I didn't lose my virginity until I was 25 and I was on Accutane, that part's not lost on me. Uh, no, I'm talking about the part where you're a very fucking famous writer and she's working really hard to have just a little bit of what you get every day. So you invite her back to your hotel room, what's she supposed to say, no? She admires you. Then you unbuckle your pants. What's she gonna do next? You got it wrong. It's not so she has a story. It's so she feels like she exists. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Boys Watching Girls. We're just two boys watching HBO's Girls. We're your hosts. I'm Joe Welke. I am Vance. And today we are talking about Season 6, Episode 3, Overall, this is episode 55. This one is titled American Bitch. <laughs> I feel so silly saying that. Yeah, it is. Uh, <laughs> it's directed by Richard Shepard, written by Lena Dunham. The original air date is a little squirrely. All right. Apparently, there's this one had an online premiere before the actual on HBO premiere. The online premiere was February 24th, 2017, and on HBO... It came on air February 26, 2017. And that could skew the viewing numbers because it doesn't look like it's a lot. 383,000 people, 0.383. So I think that they're not taking into, they're definitely not taking into account the online viewers and blah, blah, blah. But not a lot of people watching this one. And this one's a, this one's a heavy one, dude. This is the one I watched. This is the yeah, only... this is the one that you saw out of context. Yeah, this is the only one I saw, and I think I saw. I watched it because two reasons. Matthew Reese from I forget how you pronounce his last name from the Americans. Yeah. Uh, we were wa- I've been watching that, and just the this one got a lot of play on online about like I forget what I was reading about it, but I was curious. Like I was really curious about this episode just from what I yeah. was hearing about. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to watch this one random episode of Girls. And honestly, I feel like you can watch this one randomly because it is, it's like a short film. There's no, none of the other girls. You don't need any of the story previously or afterwards. Yeah. This that's, is a, that's a story in a vacuum, it seems. That's what I was saying. It's uh, it's one of those ones where I uh, I didn't know... I couldn't tell you what was going to happen based off the other stuff that we've seen in the previous episodes, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, a lot of important things going on, a lot of important discussions to bring up and we're not very qualified for this, but we're going to take our stab at it. I guess. <laughs> I, 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 I want to say, uh, upon reviewing this episode and the reason I didn't want to watch it is because not because it's a bad episode. I actually think it's one of the better written tightly told stories of girls like this normally when it's a hannah by herself story uh i was like oh man like oh this hannah off on her own adventure it's always just a little weird and this one gets weird but it has so many layers Um, oh yeah and 
Yeah, I don't know. It's a, it's a really good episode. Yeah, no, I, I thought this was a great episode. And it really, you can feel the tension underlying between all of their conversation. And you just knew bad shit was going to happen. And it's like, oh, I hope that this, I hope that this goes another way. But you just know that it's not going to. Yeah. And uh, it's, yeah, when we started this podcast, this is the only episode I had ever seen. So you could understand uh, my uh, trepidation of <laughs> saying, hey, okay. let's talk about the show. If this is the <laughs> only episode of the show that you'd ever seen, I feel like yeah. you might be like, I don't know if I, we should do a yeah. boys watching qualified. girls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we should talk about it. I was like, if but, every episode hits this kind of mark. I mean, yeah. it, we've definitely touched on darker subject matter than this. Yeah. Um, this is just more relevant. And this was, what, 2017 when this came out? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that preemptively we need to say, hey, we're. I feel like we're a little out of our depth talking about this. We What we say, you know, we're not going to understand the full story about, like, what women go through and everything uh, with, with stuff like this. So I just wanted to get that out of the way first. And we might not understand. Or I, I, you know, I'm I'm speaking for Vance, but I might not understand. I might fuck some stuff up. So I just want to get that out there. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to blindly side with the guy no matter what in this situation. (laughs) (laughs) Just (laughs) boys stick together. (laughs) And on that note, let's get into the episode. So this is a Hannah hannah story there's no other girls in this one um but hannah is going to a fancy uh, apartment building to meet a man named chuck palmer who is a famous author and they're discussing an article that hannah wrote that basically kind of uh i guess takes him to task for potentially having sexual manipulations with women while he's on his book tour and sexual assault and possible rape or something like that and he sought her out and he reached out to her because of her article that she wrote on some feminist tumblr i think she said yeah uh yeah some yeah some i forget the name of the girl who accused him of this but she wrote on her tumblr blog Um, yeah i think the girls who's accusing chuck of misconduct her name is denise and uh Hannah wrote an article basically saying, like, I wish that all of my literary heroes weren't such sleazebag pigs. And Chuck wants to bring her to his apartment and tell his side of the story of everything and ask her, why are you writing this article? It's it's going to potentially ruin my career and, uh, yeah, ruin my life, basically, because he's, like, concerned about his daughter and what she could see about like she can Google this, Google his name and then see that all of this stuff is out there. And in his eyes, he has done nothing wrong and there's nothing nefarious going on. Uh, and he's kind of being like, well, why would you write this? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. For for when I was thinking back on it, I was like, oh, I think she showed like when I, I hadn't seen this in years since it came out. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, oh, she goes there because she's uh, writing an article on him. But I forgot that she's there because he invited her after she had written an article yeah Um, yeah 
which adds yeah, a whole she, new context to it too you know yeah and she's also kind of like well, why are you all talking to me like you must have really like been having an intense google alert search about yourself mm-hmm. to find my you know rinky dink tumblr post or blog or whatever i forget what she was writing for she was writing for some mag um yeah yeah i probably just saying when she did the surf camp thing with the maybe some other one who knows yeah slag mag or whatever yeah because he was writing about sex cults in the last episode so yeah yeah so yeah that's basically the story is chuck wants to get his side of the story he wants to tell hannah you know like what you said what your article is based on is just hearsay it's he said he said she said and you can't basically ruin someone's whole life just based on accusations and hannah's saying like well there's more than one accusation it seemed like i think she said there was four Mm -hmm. and it's happened a couple times and there's questions of consensuality and the manipulation of power and the power imbalance of this famous author hooking up with basically fans or whatever yeah which is a tale as old as time yep uh sadly and true you know like you know groupies and you know yeah um yeah, I mean it. It's so well acted on both of their parts. Um, yeah, and the the like the staggering way that he like kind of breaks her down throughout the episode is really interesting. Um, yeah, we'll get into it, but he definitely does the compliment uh, disarmament where mm-hmm. he's like, um, early on he says, um, oh, I read your article in the first line. Like he has it printed out, and he. He has such a smugness about him, too, like from the opening scene where you got to take off your shoes. Don't let him touch this. He's like very anal retentive that way. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I print. She's like, oh, you printed out my blog post. And he's like, oh, no, I have assistants that do that. You know, like the way he just says it, where he just already elevates himself, even though it's like he's got he's got his picture with Toni Morrison, like out Mm -hmm. so that she can see it. Like he's really setting everything up to be like yeah i'm i'm the shit i'm exactly what like you already like my writing and i'm also like this well-to-do person you know yeah that's the thing that i think that hannah was most pissed off about was that she really respected his writing and she looked up to him and she even says like you know his writing brought her joy in times of uncomfortable uncomfortable times and you know, it was a good thing. And then to hear all of these accusations about one of her favorite writers, like it's just, it's very unfortunate and she can't believe it's happening. And like, she felt, I don't know, I feel like a lot of the times when this kind of stuff happens, like they felt lied to, like, especially, I mean, this has to be around the time, like the Bill Cosby accusations and like Louis CK stuff was coming out. And I guess this was around the Aziz Ansari. Yeah. Time too. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, there's a lot of uh, complicated things in gray area, which Hannah says, like, oh, I hate gray area. Mm-hmm. And uh, so as they keep talking about this and Chuck is presenting his side of the argument and be- basically being like, well, did you do you know any of these women that accused me of this stuff? And she's like, no. He's like, do you know me? She's like, no. And he's like, so you don't know, were you there the night that it happened? She's like, no. And he's like, so basically you don't know anything that anything that anybody's saying. And you wrote an article that's like taking me down and 
you know, it's basically all just hearsay and that's not journal that's like two-bit journalism and you're not you're not a two-bit journalist you're a real writer and that's where you start to see like the wheels of manipulation turning on the thing and it's just like oh yeah i mean he kind of he builds to that with the uh you're funny and then he's like oh i brought you here because like you're not just a pretty face you know you're smart like so he's complimenting her looks her she's smart um she's she's funny and yeah you're funny you write well um and then he and then he does it again even towards the end where he says like yeah you really are funny when she makes the when she's talking about uh american bitch and the philip roth book and hoping that one day someone it's enough to call her a bitch like that or whatever. Yeah. I also, this is where I started to think that like everything was really weird and askew is when it f- comes out, Hannah's like, well, a bunch of girls wrote articles about you. Oh, did you message all of them? And he was like, no, I only messaged you. And she's like, why? And he's like, well, because you're the only one that I like basically respected. I thought that you were a good writer and I thought you were funny and like your way with words, like you are a good writer. You're not a journalist. Um, and your article, like it hurt me because you don't know the whole story. And I think that you should be like ashamed of yourself for even putting it out there because you don't know the whole story and you didn't get my side of the story or whatever. Well, the thing that, uh, what I was able to take from this, having seen the series is that like, she has forever wanted to consider herself a real writer, which is why Mm -hmm. she quit the GQ job, which was just journalism. And like yeah. this is kind of just journal, and ju- just journalism is still writing. It's not, not. Yeah. It, but like she wants to be the well, creative. Well, she wants to be the creative writer, novelist, like telling stories that people just respect her for the craft of that. And yeah. he is playing right into that. Like he's yeah, he's done his research. He's dug deep, and he knows. And he could probably say this to almost anybody writing those blogs. That's what I'm saying yeah. is that's what I was about to say is like, and this is what probably what he's saying to the women that he like hooked up with consensually or non-consensually. I mean, we, we also don't know that the, I don't know. That's also their characters. They're not real. Yeah. I mean, but, but we're saying, I mean, we're saying his playbook. This is his playbook. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah this, this is, is how he, he has it. a plan. Yeah. This is how he gets them. He like breaks he, you yeah. down. He yeah. builds you up, breaks you down, builds you up, breaks you down. And it's just like, it's yeah. so scummy. Yeah. I uh, mean, like she gets invited like he invited her to the to his room basically out mm-hmm. of nowhere she's there mm-hmm. and she's like questioning and admiring at the same time but like being mm-hmm. like you're kind of a jerk and he words down that he breaks down her armor like especially when he's talk like when he makes her read like Dude, the thing yeah. that he wrote it was like oh man what a power play can i show yeah. you something i read and or i wrote like can i read you something and he starts reading it and then hands it to her and says and she's like, no, you get, I, I'll listen. He's like, no, read it aloud. Like he's now just in control at that point, you know? Yeah. Well, before that stuff happened, when like they're in the kitchen and they're making a, he made coffee for himself and Hannah's like, well, you didn't make me a drink, which is another like subtle thing. Mm-hmm. She's like, so I'm going to get one for myself. Hannah tells a story about how she's standing up for these women not only just because, you know, they deserve to have their voices heard and their accusations heard, but she likened it to a time where she was in fifth grade and one of her teachers was would took a special liking to her and would like rub her hair while she was writing and 
give her massages and stuff and it's like totally inappropriate and then later on she saw somebody from that class and she was like hey remember mr i forget what the teacher's name but that that guy was like basically trying to molest me right and then that person was like that's a very serious accusation so people didn't take her thing seriously and where i thought that, that was like and the point where chuck i think has a point is like they were both grown adults like his thing his side of the story is there he and the girl denise or the, the three other girls like he had a book tour they you know talked to him afterwards and then they came back to his hotel room and then they hooked up and he's like they're both a, everybody's an adult we all have agency they can say no anytime they want and that's you know yeah so what i hooked up with them and hannah's story is like w more pedophilia and it it's not a one-to-one -one story, I feel like. Um, it, it's not a one-to-one -one story, but the point of it wasn't that. It, the thing was, he was like, these girls are doing it because they want to have an experience and they want stories. And then yeah. she, her line is, oh, she's like, I'm sorry that that happened to you. She's like, why are you sorry? I'm smart and amazing. And now I have a story. And that yeah. like kind of ends that like act or whatever. If that was a commercial yeah. break, it would be right there. Um, And that was the point of what she was saying is like oh yeah so this happened to me and i have a story so she like rebuts his like yeah. whole premise which is like great like now she has got him and then this is when he says can i read you something because now he needs to mm -hmm. go another step up to try to knock her down um yeah and the thing about i thought it was interesting uh the end of her story where she says she'd run into this person from middle school that she hasn't seen in forever and said what she said and mm -hmm. then that person was like that's a serious accusation and i feel like that is a serious accusation and mm -hmm. that person in middle school might not have seen the situation that same way or like probably not the first thing they thought about when they saw hannah you know yeah like, if i just ran into someone from middle school and they'd be like oh man wasn't that crazy how the teacher did that thing i'd be like I'd have to like really go into the recesses of like, did what happened? Like I yeah. wouldn't be, I wouldn't be prepared for that to be the first thing someone said, unless yeah. it was something we'd already talked about or shared or, or if it was like, like a big story, like yeah, she if got it was busted like a, for actually doing something. Or if it was like a common thing that everyone like had kind of knew about because yeah. in her world or that person's world they're talking to, they might not have even been paying attention to that or whatever. Um, yeah. But her point, I mean, what was happening is still an issue and not cool. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it just and it's really interesting to see this episode again after seeing Hannah do some shady stuff. That's another point that I was going to bring up. Like Hannah did do stuff for a story. She well, I mean, we got to go back to an early season when she tries to sexually assault her boss and yeah. frame him that was weird uh we yeah. just recently have her trying to do a non-consensual blowjob to ray yeah uh, in the car like that's just as bad and like not our position of power but like that's not yeah cool um yeah and then also i feel like didn't she hook up with uh jess's cousin because she was like i i need a story or she went 
only to pick Jessa up from rehab because she's like, this will be good for my writing. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah. And, and then she flashed, she literally flashed her boss, the principal. Yeah. To use sexual favors to get out of trouble. Like, so she's not like, if you take this in a bubble, you're like, oh my God, poor Hannah. Like, yeah. And poor every, all these characters that have been manipulated by this Chuck Palmer guy. But Mm -hmm. seeing her do stuff throughout the course of this show. Now that we're six seasons in, because I didn't even realize what season this episode was in when I like when we watched it or when we started this podcast. Yeah. But it's really interesting where all the points are valid here. It's just always a little shaded by the Hannah character's past behavior. Yes. Um, and that doesn't. Yeah. That doesn't absolve Chuck for his thing right now because he doesn't have any of that back knowledge. You know what yes, we're talking exactly. about? Yeah. Like he's just a bad person. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, this is where, because this story that, ha- that with Chuck, the, the kind of, uh, his, the reason why Hannah wrote the article, his story of like sexual manipulation and like hooking up with fans and the power imbalance is kind of similar to that comedian Chris D'Elia and his thing. He also had some like underage girl problems too. Yeah. Uh, But there was a lot of talk of the power imbalance and it really got me curious as to like, who is the arbiter of the power imbalance? And once you're at a certain level of fame, are you just never, do you only, do you have to have like Q score ratings with like your, like who you are allowed to hook up with? Like what? at what point are you too famous to hook up with like a regular person? And I think it's just such a more complicated thing than to just be like, you're a famous person. You shouldn't hook up with your fans or whatever. Yeah. I think this episode does a good job of actually showing the issue. Cause if he was just hooking up with the fans and it was like, Oh, they're under you. That's fine. But he's not just hooking up with them. He's using his position to, manipulate them into hooking up with them like and we literally see that and that's i think that is something that this episode shows that no i haven't seen done anywhere else in this way like Mm -hmm. um there's um i mean this isn't one-to-one but there's uh this show on netflix called uh criminal the uk version of criminal and Mm -hmm. kit harrington john snow from game of thrones uh is in a really really interesting episode about him being like a powerful person and being accused of uh sex like basically raping this woman and it's yeah really interesting the way that that's handled in the show uh, it's just like uh-huh. interrogation really definitely worth checking out um so that was an an interesting one but this this just showed how it works like this this i feel like this came from people who have been in the room with Chuck Palmer's and it's yes. not just like, Oh, I met, I met a celebrity and I went to their room and we had sex and then I'm like, Oh no, that was weird. And it's like, no, I went to this room to hang out with this person. And then he manipulated me into doing the thing. Even if you came in there kind of wanting to do it, he somehow would still, he's using that power in a bad way, you know? Yeah. Um, That's why I think that, 
when Hannah says that she hates gray areas. Like there's so much gray area though. Like, because at what point does the manipulation start and stop? Like part of getting someone to desire you is a sort of manipulation. I feel like you, when you go on a date, you're putting your best foot forward and you're showing yourself as like the most attractive and charismatic as you can be. Some people could, you could say that that's a manipulation because you're not actually like that. You know, you, you wear like sweatpants all the time. Yeah. But what Chuck does, and he has a, a point up to a certain point, because we also don't know the whole story of like what these four women are accusing him of and what actually happened. But his side of the story sounds so convincing. And that's how guys like that get away with that kind of shit as well is because if you're like charismatic like Chuck is, mm-hmm. you can really like sell your story like that. And then people are like, oh, yeah, that doesn't sound like that. And then we get on later and later into the episode and then you're like, oh, yeah, this guy is totally a fucking scumbag. Yeah. And that I think that's just what the episode is doing. It's showing. It's showing how it works, like how yeah. you can get fooled by this, how you can get tricked by this. Like that last shot of Hannah is just like yeah. incredible. Um, I guess we should yeah, so- get into Yeah. Well, let's get into like the thing that he makes her read. It's basically his account of what happened with him and Denise. And it's it's his account of everything that happened is just like all consensual. And he's like, the girl wanted to hook up with him. And then she told him to sit down and she unbuckled his belt and like started blowing him or whatever. And he was more concerned with like, she felt like that's all he wanted, but he wanted more. And he wanted to know like where she was from and she said i'm from around and like what do you like and she's like i like things and just trying to be very coy in general and he's like no i want to actually get to know you as a person and you you're like making it out to be like all i'm out for is sex and then so then they hook up with hook up or whatever and he's like disappointed and that's all she wanted or that's all she saw herself as and that's when Chuck is like, and that's why I wanted to talk to you, Hannah, because you don't seem like that kind of girl. You seem like the type of girl that would have answers. So where are you from? And what are you what are your dreams? And what do you want to do in five years? And blah, blah, blah. And then you start to see him like flirting with her and getting more cordial. And Hannah's kind of eating it up. She's a little suspicious, but eating it up. Yeah. And that's where the that's when it's like hook, line and sinker. Well, yeah, I mean, that's when it turns into a date almost like yeah. he's 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 feeding her like questions to get answers so she can talk about herself and feel better about herself but it, there's a key point when like that story is bullshit the thing that he wrote like he didn't give a crap where this girl was from or what she did yeah like, <laughs> like he has sociopathic tendencies you know like where he'll See, stare her and look like he if every word of that what he wrote was true it could be true but he is doing it manipulatively like he's doing with Hannah because up until this point, he's not doing anything wrong with Hannah on paper. Nothing illegal is happening. He's just having a conversation. But you can see where this is going. Oh, yeah. He's setting all the pieces down like he's yeah making it like like we well, like what we said with the uh, like not offering her a drink and just like being completely like it's just that little making you. You, you have this person that you want to get close to and feel mm-hmm. like, and cause she brings up, uh, Hannah has a line earlier 
they didn't do it for a story. They did it to feel like they existed, you know? Yeah. Like he's feel seen and special. Yeah. Like she's, he's treating her like she's nobody. Like, (laughs) like your shoes can't touch my shoes. Like, uh, I'm going to have a conversation with my ex-wife as if you're not even in the room. Like, cause Mm. you're so not important. Oh, I need a coffee. I'm going to make a single coffee for myself, not offer Mm. you anything even though I invited you here, like you don't exist yet. Yeah. And then at this point, after the letter, after she, he reads that writing, then it's like, Oh, you do exist now. Now I'm bringing you in close. I pushed you away. Now I'm bringing you in. And it's just that, yeah, it's just a well-written episode and like great capturing of this. Um, But there's something that she says after he, he, she reads it. She's like, is this fiction or is this like real? Like, cause that's what she's getting from it. She's like, yeah, this is just really well written. It definitely shows your point. But like, is yeah. this bullshit or not? And he's yeah. like, yeah, I just changed the names. I wrote this before. Like, I wrote this before she ever wrote that thing. Right. And yeah. I'm like, I'm like, this guy definitely probably wrote this thing knowing like just recently when she came over. Like, oh, dude, he's like, Johnny Appleseed with his planting seeds of doubt. He's just fucking throwing those seeds of doubt all over the place. He's like, oh, this fan of mine gets to read some original writing of mine that's super flowery. And mm-hmm. like, now she's going to be on my side. Like he, And it's, the crazy thing is, he's not even doing this in a way to prove that he didn't do it. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like he's doing it in a way to show, oh, I can keep doing this. And I will yeah. keep doing this. It's a serial killer's like mindset of like, yeah. I mean, it's especially when we get like to this later on scene. Yeah, I was like, Jesus Christ, what a psychopath! <laughs> yeah, um, but no, that the layers in this episode are just excellent. Who was this? A Lena and yeah, yeah. Lena Dunham wrote okay. it. Um, yeah, because I saw, I, I remember watching the post episode uh with Judd Apatow who produces the show. Um mm-hmm. when when I originally watched it. Um I can't remember exactly what they were talking about other than the Rihanna song at the end. Yeah, dude, that song is a banger. It it fit better this time than it did when I first watched the episode. When I first watched it, I was like, <laughs> what is what? That's the song that comes up? <laughs> but it it fit better this time than uh yeah. when I first watched it. Yeah. So then uh, they go back to Chuck's room and they're talking, they're bonding over their literary influences and likes and blah, blah, blah. And Hannah's like, oh my God, I love this writer, even though he's such a misogynist outside of the thing and blah, you know, he's still a great writer. And then Chuck says something like, oh, well, you can't judge people. You don't fuck people based on their politics or their something else. Don't not fuck people based on their politics and beliefs or something like that. Yeah. yeah. And um, then he's like, write that down. She's like, I'll get a tattooed on my body. Yeah. He's like, even better. And the uh the book that he has is a signed copy of Philip Roth. Philip Roth's When She Was Good. And Philip mm-hmm. Roth is a writer. I haven't read his stuff. I know Joe, you haven't. I'm gonna just speak for you. Yeah, I don't read anything. Um, and uh uh she was teaching this when she was in school like not exactly this book but she was teaching philip roth stuff so Mm -hmm. this is definitely a a hannah slash lena dunham uh 
author. The- yeah. Not only is it a Philip Roth book, it is a signed copy to Chuck, yeah. which, you know, maybe Chuck even wrote that down in there. <laughs> <laughs> if he did that, then that'd be insane. No, I think he's, I mean, he's a really well-known novelist. Like, yeah. 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 I mean, his novels are all over the place. Yeah. When Hannah's walking into his apartment, you see all these like five-star reviews and, Awards. and she even makes mention like, well, how could I possibly ruin your career with my blog? Like your, your most recent book got a, f- a rave review four days ago. Yeah. If, if we wanted to, uh, uh, devil's advocate it, I will say her saying, Oh, why do you even care about this? Um, why do you even care about this? You're, it did well. in like the New York times thing. And, uh, you just, it, it, she, she said, why don't you just let it go? And I feel yeah. like it, it's not easy when something is said about you that's not true. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's as easy to be like, oh, well, these people all think this. So, yeah, fine. And it's like he brings up a point where like, hey, my daughter will read this and think this. Mm. And now it's out there. Like it's forever out there. So you will yeah. care about it. It's not just the like, ah, these people said something about me. No, no matter. Like yeah that like that wouldn't happen for hannah like that doesn't happen for lena dunham like it just it, it's just like people don't have that people don't just yeah. go oh that's fine everything else is great i can forget this horrible thing everyone looks at the negative review and forgets mm-hmm. all the positive reviews you know like um yeah that's a stain on your life that's mm-hmm. always going to be there and it's not just like you can just let it go that's always going to be out there Mm -hmm. and you know life is more than just success in your profession as well yeah so that's the only thing i could i could say yeah that's a valid point him bringing her there and then trying to convince her in a private location of his place is yeah not not the way to do it and like even him inviting her to his place that's his home turf Mm mm-hmm that's oh, yeah. another power move. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just so much. Um, but, but, yeah. I wanted to... We haven't... There's only one scene of Hannah that's not uh, with him. Uh, and it's when she oh, goes to the right, bathroom. Right, right, right. And she, like, paper towels her sweaty pits and then her sweaty vagina. Oh. <laughs> like, I, I thought that she was stuffing her bra. I was like, why would she do that? But oh, she okay. Yeah. If she's like yeah. if she's wiping out her sweaty armpits and stuff, that yeah. makes yeah. it much more sense. Yeah, no, you were definitely not stuffing a bra. That would give okay. you a whole different view of this episode. Yeah, that's why I was like, what the hell is going on no. here? Like no. This <laughs> yeah. No, she was completely nervous and off put by this whole thing. Like yeah. she's probably I never should... had like someone personally bring her in to like uh, invalidate her writing and also have yeah. that person invalidating your writing be a writing hero of yours yeah so after they bond over their literary enjoyment uh chuck palmer closes the book that does a classic like slam the book shut make a big loud noise and he's like i'm gonna go lay down would you lay down with me i just want to feel close to someone uh, because I haven't felt close to anyone in a very long time. You can keep your clothes on. You can do whatever you want, set whatever boundaries you want. I'm just going to lay down and I would like you to lay down with me. And then you see him lay down and 
Hannah looks like, oh, fuck, I do not want to be doing this. And then she goes and she lays down next to him. And uh, the whole time, it's this is like watching a horror movie. Oh, yeah. And before this even happens, he says, oh, you like that book? You can keep it. He gives her the book. Oh, he yeah, says yeah. you can have it. Like it's, And she's like, it's autographed to you. It's signed to you. And he's like, yeah. Yeah. Like the last little piece. And then he says before that, he's like, she goes on her like little spiel. And he's like, you know, you really are funny. Yeah. Yeah. Right before he says, uh, I'm going to lie down on the bed and we can keep yeah. our clothes on. We can keep our clothes on. So it's nothing weird. Like, yeah, nothing fishy. No, nothing nefarious going on here. Yeah, that's the come up for a cup of coffee. <laughs> I don't drink coffee <laughs> kind of move at the end of the date. Right. Like it's <laughs> like it's uh, yeah, like there's no reason for this to happen, Hannah. Yeah. Like there's no reason for this, Chuck. Yeah, I was I was so when she, when he's like, I would like you to lay down with me. I was like please just say no. Like, please just say no. Like you literally wrote a story about how this happens to everybody that gets into contact with this specific guy. Mm -hmm. Say no, just don't do it. But I guess with the power imbalance and the, the games that Chuck has been playing, she's kind of like, all right, well, I don't want to offend this guy. And then she lays down next to him and then she even apologizes for the article that she wrote about. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Like, when when they're talking after the story and he's asking her about her life and stuff, like, she... Or she apologizes in this room, right? Or... I forget yeah, when she she apologizes does. while she's laying down next to him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the apology is, like, what he... It, for me, the what Chuck is doing is basically trying to say, hey, show her this is how it happens. And I can do it to anyone. Yeah. Like it's a, it's the most ultimate power play like yeah. ever. And so they're laying down. Hannah's on her back. Chuck is on his side facing away from her. Then Chuck goes and unzips his pants, pulls his dick out, flips over to where his dick is just laying on Hannah's leg. And then she is like frozen with like what the fuck is happening she then grabs his dick and then he moans according to the closed captioning <laughs> i was like did he okay according to closed cat because i saw your look i saw your look you're like did he moan according to closed caption yes he did and then hannah jumps up and she's like oh my god your dick is out i just grabbed your penis i just grabbed your penis i can't believe this is happening what's going on and then Chuck, they cut to Chuck, and Chuck has the most evil fucking look on his face. And it was so horrifying. It's chilling. Like, yes. It's like Emmy Award winning. The look that he has is just like this smirk and like slightly squinted eyes. And he's just staring at her like, and, and she's like, your dick's still out. Like you're not even putting it away. He's just staring at her with this, yes. with this like shit eating grin. And it is troubling. <laughs> it is, and then it gets even worse. It gets even worse because his daughter comes home and she's like, dad, I'm home. And his dick is still out and he's still got the evil look on his face. And he's like, I'm coming, honey. And then he gets up and like zips his pants up. And Hannah's just like, what the fuck? is happening like yeah. 
She tosses this is the where... book. She tosses the book. Like she just yeah. drops it. She's like, fuck this. <laughs> this I have to say, and I don't know what this says about me, but Matthew Reese's Reese, whatever his last name is, his acting in this episode is so good and so disturbing that it made me want to watch more of things that he's in because he was fantastic in this episode playing just the scummiest creep no i mean he like watching it a second time like he crushes it like knowing what happens like i was able to like watch it up like knowing like the what's going to end up happening i was able to like really watch it and see the subtleties because there's like there's a point where he's talking to her in the room earlier and he's like oh this has troubled me so much i've had to do meditation and he makes a masturbating gesture when he says it yeah so he's already laying the groundworks for her touching his dick later like it's so many layers that are put into this like he's subconsciously like putting that into her head when he does that and it's so well done from like a acting writing direct like all of this comes together so well like it might be one of the best like start to finish episodes of just like a small short film type story like yeah now this episode is amazing and it kind of makes me sad that only a couple hundred thousand people watch like this is one of the lowest viewed ones but we we don't get the online numbers but people should see this episode this is a great episode that tackles uh, very important issues and could also kind of teach women that watch it like what the signs are to look out for and Mm -hmm. where to like stop or put your foot down and all that kind of shit because this episode is fantastic i mean even i i I know that i like just praised matthew reese's uh acting but lena dunham's fucking killing it in this episode too playing like the the come in with a lot of bravado and like i fucking hate this guy you're a piece of shit and then just seeing the gradually breakdown of her character and her morals and see the doubt come across her face and then when he invites her on to lay down on the bed and she just looks like a scared like like she said in the story earlier the 11 year old again Mm -hmm. yeah yeah exactly yeah so good man it's so well crafted so well crafted and like it's hard to like watch this and not think about one man's trash you know yes and what we didn't like about one man's trash, certain characterizations and not understanding the motive of uh, of uh, the actor, what's his name, um, who also did a great Patrick, job. In. Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson. Like, it was just, like, harder to grasp his mm-hmm. – you had more questions, like, why is he doing this? Why is this happening? <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. But with this, we know – we don't know exactly. Like, we get two things. We get, like, this guy wants to clear his name. Matt race mm-hmm. but if he really wants to clear his name does he think this one hidden blogger writing going to do that no like in the end you realize his whole thing is just to show her exactly how it works and yeah. then to show her he can do it and then just at the end is fully revealed creepster man like yeah and then so his daughter comes home and he's like he introduces her to hannah and hannah looks like she's just trying to leave and He's just staring at Hannah like, this is my daughter and this is my life. And like, am I not just like the best father? 
Mm-hmm. And Hannah's like, what What have I gotten into? And she's just trying to head out. And then the daughter is like, I'm going to play something on the flute like that I just learned. I'd like to, do you want to hear it? And then Hannah is just like, uh, okay. And then so they're sitting in this room together. And it looks like they're all socially distancing, which is fucking hilarious. Because Hannah's sitting like on one far side of a couch as far away as possible from Chuck Palmer. I think they were in individual chairs. The way it's set up, right? She was on the couch and he was on a different chair. Okay, yeah. And the daughter's like playing flute and the dad's like, go ahead, take your time. Like being like very supportive. And then she's playing the flute and he's just staring at her like lovingly and kind of psychotically. Uh, He has has proud, he has like proud dad look when he's doing it. But with the context of what he's just done. Yes. Yeah. And like the evil face that he just had. And Hannah's staring at him like, what a menace. Yeah. Like this is insane. I got to say, I love that face from Hannah. Like I've we've seen it in different episodes. I'm not going to be able to bring up one. But her like disdain and confusion and disgust and all mm. of the like emotions that are running through. Like you can see it on her face when she looks at him like, who is this person? Like she just like, yeah. who is this person? Like, yeah, what what is going on? Um, and then uh, then she leaves and just has the same look of disgust and like shame and humiliation and anger and agony just walking down the street. And then that's the episode. Well, no, then there's a bunch of women coming down the street, going into the apartment, met, like as a metaphor of like what he's been doing. There's okay, like, yeah, I did notice that, but I didn't want to say, like, and then there's a bunch of other ladies going into I mean, the apartment. that's literally what happened. <laughs> yeah. But, that's, yeah. That's, yeah, I mean, that's the only, like, uh, not not real, like, magical realism type thing. Or, like, you know, they're, they're just showing, like, this is a metaphor for, like, what happens. Yeah. Like, he's just going to invite women up, and they're all going to fall for this this trick. Um, so, and, like, so crazy. Like him having the daughter and just like the ex-wife thing and just like setting that up just so perfect. Because for some reason, like I remember the daughter being there, but I didn't mm-hmm. remember the daughter coming directly after that had happened. You yeah. I mean, so I was like, oh, man, that timing is excellent. And she yeah. doesn't come into the room. She doesn't see them or anything. It's just like you hear her off screen and it's just just so unnerving, man. Yeah, it's haunting. Yeah. And did he even know she was coming over then too? Like, I don't, like, I'm really curious what would have happened if the daughter didn't show up. Like, would he still just be in that bed looking, just staring at her (laughs) as she left? Like, I I have no idea. And he's in a position, he's in a position now where she can't even write another negative thing about him. Yeah, uh, but she could. I mean, there's a doorman. There's there's a, a, a. I think she took a picture of the outside of the building before she walked in there, um, which I think was one of her like little safety things. I think that's yeah. what happens. Like she goes into the front of the building. Maybe she's checking the phone to make sure it's the right building. I thought she had taken a picture. I'm not sure. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, man, I don't. Know. This is a. It's a heavy episode. Um, mm-hmm. Wasn't sure how talking about it was going to go. But as a crafted story, it's just really well done. It is. It's very well done. And it does 
open loads of conversations. Yeah. Loads of conversation. I think it, it I'm, I mean, I, it's just his face after he whips his dick out is just chilling, dude. Yeah. And I, I was interested to see how you reacted to it. Cause I knew that was coming mm-hmm. like, being a second time. But the first time that happened was just like, wow. Like, yeah. And this is having like you've already seen a bunch of girls episodes, so you you know stuff like this can happen. Like this is yeah. my first like <laughs> this is my first time, and I'm like, oh, we're doing this. Look, I knew that this was going to happen, and I knew that this is where it was going, and I was just praying that it wasn't. Mm-hmm. I was watching it, just like please surprise me and leave like, oh, this is crazy nuance, and like this is you know there's all. Co- all kinds of nuance and stuff and but to do it like this makes it a horror movie mm-hmm. like a dude it's so chilling it's so good and i oh my god i mean it was just it was a great episode i, I there's nothing more i could say and I, and i think that you can watch it out of context absolutely you can like if you're gonna just say uh if you want to experience girls, I wouldn't say watch this. If you want to know like what the whole show is. But if you yeah. want to watch an episode of girls to see what it can be at the top level. Mm-hmm. See, and this is, like- episodes, episodes like this is what made me want to do this show for the podcast. Okay. Because it was culturally important and it did open a lot of conversations. Like the other ones that we do, you know, when the girls are just like dating and doing stupid shit and Elijah's you know, running around and giving sassy one-liners. Like, those are well and good. Those are fun. But this is, like, an important episode. This is an important piece of television, an important piece of art that really just opens up so many conversations and makes you think. Yeah. And I think think what they did in this one, they handled it with such depth without it Mm -hmm. being – like I've always brought up that they always like th- they have important stuff, but they always like undercut it accidentally by the characters doing something so deplorable. Yeah. But this character doing the deplorable thing at the end is what the story is, you know, yeah. like and like Hannah doesn't do anything uh, wrong at all in this. Like mm-hmm. anything that we're talking about her is like from past episodes and carrying that into this. But like. Her going there, like, she is just a person in this situation. Like, there's no, there's no, wow, Hannah did that really weird thing. And you're like, well, now I'm like, like, I was on her side until this happened. Yeah. It's like, nope. Like, she's just any, insert any woman going into that place, any blog writer. Um, Yeah. And it's, and again, he does a great job performing this and. Yeah, he's in the new Perry Mason show that's on uh, HBO. Um, my wife's yeah. been watching it. I haven't watched it. Um, and uh, he's in Americans, if you want to check him out, Americans. I think he's I married the, to Carrie I heard Russell. The Amer- yeah. I heard that the Americans is like one of the best shows ever. The Americans is a, it's a really good show. Like, I've watched it. I got sucked in. Uh, it gets a little... It gets a little at points where you're like, ah, I'm not sure if I'm buying that storyline or not. But hmm. watch it for the wigs. They go undercover as spies a lot. It is really funny. <laughs> and his character is super interesting. Like, there's a lot of depth in all their characters in the Americans. But, like, him and, yeah, him and Carrie Russell, like, really kill it as this couple yeah. undercover 
And uh, yeah, that is the episode, American Bitch. Uh, you have any final thoughts on it, Vance? Or, you uh, know, for as much as I've been like, this is a lot of conversations opening up. This is one of our shorter episodes. Well, I mean, there's not <laughs> a lot of stuff. It's just people talking in a in one yeah. location, really. Um, it's kind of straightforward. He gets called Throat Piercer from uh, yeah. from the Dina. Or Denise. Denise. Denise's yeah. blog calls yeah. him Throat Piercer. Yeah. I just have that highlighted. Um, but I don't think I have anything else. Um, let's see. Rihanna. Rihanna. Rihanna's song at the end. There's a whole... Uh, if you're if you're watching this on uh, HBO, there's a bonus features at the end of this one. And I think they talk about the choice of that song. I don't remember it exactly what they say about it. But, you know. Hmm. All right. Well... Thank you for listening to this episode on American Bitch. Uh, next episode is titled Painful Evacuation. I think we're getting back to the girls that we know and love. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're, gonna have, we're, we're probably going to have a more fun, upbeat episode next. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, if I had to guess, I would say that painful evacuation might watch it be like about abortion or something. <laughs> I, you know, it's going to be like someone having to leave an apartment. I mean, gonna, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to predict someone has to move out. Looking at the title of American Bitch, I would have never thought that it was what this was about, you know? Yeah, I mean, the titles, I mean, it's interesting because with sitcoms and stuff, now that we stream everything, titles become this important thing. But Back in the cable watching days, you never knew the name of a Seinfeld episode or a, yeah, <laughs> or like for sure, yeah, like it's just sitcoms. Like I couldn't tell you an Arrested Development episode title before they started streaming, and you know, before the DVDs That's a very and good stuff. Point. Yeah, but uh, no, I mean the point. the titles always mean something, though, or a, or yeah. a play at some point. It's just is good to try to guess. And I'm gonna say yeah. someone's moving out. I'm gonna say some evacuation is someone is moving out. Or breaking up, or something like that. Not a not I'm a poop say joke. that some. I was going to say I'm I'm saying that someone's got diarrhea. All right. All right. That's the the yin and the yang of girls. <laughs> yeah. It could be both. It could be both. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. See ya. By the way, people don't talk about this shit for fun. It ruins their lives. You know that.